All righty, good morning, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast uh, on to the Los Angeles Rams, Wiz. And this is a team uh, where really it's a go for broke here. Uh, I think uh, with the trade of, of Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions and bringing in Matt Stafford, and you combine that with the big news that we got last week with Cam Akers sadly uh, you know, bursting his Achilles heel and really going to be gone from the fantasy landscape for probably a significant period of time, definitely for this season. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how people treat this offense, how people treat Matt Stafford. We know uh, guys like Steph have a real hop in his stuff when they come step when it comes to Stafford. Uh, and maybe we're just going to see uh, a much different dynamic in this passing game as a result of the move. But uh, nonetheless, big news everywhere we look when it comes to the L.A. Rams, Wiz. Yeah, there's no, there's no question about that. Uh, you know, I, I think you really have to keep an eye on what the Rams do uh, over these next couple of weeks. Uh, you have to see if they're going to maybe bring in a veteran, sign someone. Uh, they kind of ruled out that they're going to bring in Gurley, but, you know, Adrian Peterson is always moving, and uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, about cuts. And, you know, sometimes a player gets cut, and it's a bad cut, and, um, and another team signs the player right away. So I would say keep your eye on what the Rams do in terms of veterans or signings, I think that'll be a telltale sign of what they think about what's remaining in their running back room. But let's start with Stafford. Um, He's one of these rock-solid quarterbacks, fantasy-wise. I think I have him right on the cusp of being a quarterback one. I think he's certainly in that 10 to 15 range. Depends on how you look at him. Certainly has a good wide receiving group to throw the ball to. There's a lot to like about Stafford. But we'll see how he fits and acclimates himself into Sean McVay's offense. But I think that Stafford, um, you know, is one of these guys who has a lot of arm talent. And, you know, people have always said, well, what if? What if the Lions had a better defense? So what if the Lions had a, a better running game and to help Stafford uh, what if the Lions had a better defense? You know, he's the type of quarterback that should be playing in playoff games and winning playoff games. Well, now he goes to a different situation with a, an elite defense, um, a good receiving core. Unfortunately for him, uh, his, his top runner is out for the year. But uh, I have Stafford somewhere close to quarterback one. I could be talked into definitely inside the top ten. I could be talked to outside the top twelve. Um, I, I just have him right around that area. Um, I think it's pretty close. How do you see Stafford? Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think quarterback one is right. I think Jared Goff was a big part of the reason for the, the lack of progression in this offense, a lot of interceptions, uh, difficulty throwing on the run. I know this is not a great offensive line. Not that they yield a lot of sacks, but he definitely a, a quarterback that was under pressure over the last couple of seasons. I think Stafford's a little bit more, uh, has a little bit more ability when it comes to that. He's got a better arm. He's got a better football head in my opinion. Uh, so I do like Stafford as a number one guy. I think he's got some, I, I think he's got some very, very great weapons here in, in the receiver game. I think he's got a good tight end. You know, again, the setback at running back is what it is. They'll have to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, I do like Stafford uh, quite a lot in this offense. And I think Sean McVay, like I said, and the Los Angeles Rams feel that they needed to make this change to kind of get this team to the next level and get themselves back to, you know, the discussion of getting back to a Super Bowl where they were a few seasons ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think he's 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 rock solid. So uh, let, let's move on to the to the running back situation. And uh, I don't know, 
I, I like Daryl Henderson as a player. I, I'm just not sure the Rams know what they have with him because um, they draft him and, you know, he's, they, they didn't use him in the right way. And then the next year they draft Cam Akers in the second round and they kind of like anoint him as the guy. So I'm not that sure, you know, what, what led to that. If they didn't <clears throat> love what they swore out of Daryl Henderson, he's certainly the clear guy right now. <clears throat> the front runner to get the lion's share of carries. The question is, as I said a minute ago, will the Lions bring in another running back? Will somebody else on the depth chart step up, uh, you know, you know, try and, you know, step up and, and leapfrog Henderson or be in a timeshare with Henderson? Uh, Xavier Jones is one of these players, you know, a lot of people talking about, interesting player. Uh, drafted him this year. So we'll see how, we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, I, for me, I have Daryl Henderson <clears throat> as a running back, too, and I could move him up or move him down depending on what I see the Rams do or what the running back situation looks like, especially with Xavier Jones uh, as, it, as it gets closer to the season. How, how are you viewing Henderson? So, oh boy, um, you know, the Acres the situation is a hit. A, a player that definitely came on in the second second part of the season. Maybe some regret, you know, not having a guy like Malcolm Brown on this roster. That, that definitely hurts because we wouldn't even be talking about them looking for another veteran. You know, you mentioned guys like Peterson and Le'Veon Bell being out there. Frank Gore's an older guy. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, I don't know. And, and Xavier Jones, Raymond Calais, you know, these guys are unproven guys, drafted very late in, in their rounds. So I'm not sure. When I look at Henderson's stats, uh, doesn't catch the ball at all. Um, but as a runner, he was actually a little bit more successful in terms of yards per carry in this offense last year. And, and it's slightly more yardage than... than uh, than Akers actually had, but Akers was kind of had the kid gloves on in the first half of the year. So I think things changed a little bit as the season went on. But you know, look, if you, I know some people that have actually drafted already, um, and Akers was drafted obviously very high as a running back one. And you know, fortunately, guys like Henderson weren't drafted; they were available. People were able to grab them on waiver wires already. Look, I, I think Henderson will be an intriguing guy. T- to your point, I will be watching closely to see. Number one, what those two other guys look like, um, and if a veteran gets added to this this group. But I, I think Henderson right now, in my eyes, is probably kind of a running back three um, and on hold and on watch until further notice. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, you know that 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 sounds about right. And like I said, you just keep your eye on what the Rams do um, over the next couple of weeks, and uh, I think that'll be a telltale sign of what they really feel about their running back room. Uh, I'm sure where they are very confident is their wide receiver room where it's led by uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, two rock-solid guys. I have them both as wide receiver, too. Um, you know, somewhere in that right, right around 15 to 20 range for both of those players. Um, I know you think one of those players – uh, can move up and even be a wide receiver one. I don't see anyone else in the wide receiver room as being a fantasy football starter. So unless you do, um, you know, you want to tell us about that and uh, otherwise uh, talk about how you see it with Woods and Cup this year. Yeah, I think, look, they, they drafted Tutu Outwell. He's a very small player, but an exciting player. Van Jefferson was drafted last year, so they've definitely added some some depth to this group. 
that they did not have the previous season. I, I, we, you know, we, you and I both like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup a lot, and they're they're different type of players, no question about it. But they have been very successful in this offense the last few years. I, they also have Deshaun Jackson on this roster, I should add, who has caught three touchdowns in the last two years, all of them being over fifty yards. But I think he's played about five games and. I guess he's somewhat intriguing because I think a guy like Stafford can get the ball down the field. So if somehow Deshaun Jackson at age 34 can stay on the field, maybe he makes a little bit of noise in this offense. I don't know. But I do. I, I don't see him as being kind of like a guy that's going to steal a hell of a lot of catches from guys like Woods and Cup. I think Woods and Cup are going to catch a lot of footballs. I think they're probably both ranked in kind of that 10 to 20 range, 10 to 25 range at this point in time. But like I did say previously, I could see it with, with, with a more efficient and a better quarterback in my eyes that Matt Stafford is than Jared Goff, that one of those guys could elevate their game. I think the interesting dimension that a guy like Robert Woods adds, and now that the running back situation is a little different, Robert Woods carries the football a lot. And last year he carried the ball 25 times. So he's going to get some running chances in this offense as well. Um, so I, I like both of the players. I think they'll be integral parts of uh, of, of fantasy teams this year. Um, I can make the case that one or if not both guys can kind of lean towards the n- number one area. But I, I'm comfortable where they are right now. But I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, to see one of these guys move into the number one spot by the end of the season. And, and Tyler Higby is one of these tight ends, I think, um, who falls under the category of, you know, interesting to see how is it's going to be interesting to see the report he ends up with Stafford, but he's one of these tight ends that, you know, everyone now is basically outside of their top 12 and no one's really viewing, viewing Higby as a, as a tight end one for this year. But I think he's one of these guys that I wouldn't mind drafting in leagues where you take two tight ends. He's certainly a very, very good streaming option or just to, you know, put him on your bench and see and see how it develops between him and Stafford. So uh, there are, we talked about this already uh, and we'll get to it again once we start breaking down the specific positions, but uh, I think Higby is one of these tight ends to keep an eye on interesting player as he gets closer to the season. How, how do you view Higby this year? So you remember how Higby, well, you definitely remember. You you had him in a keeper league uh, last year. Sorry, two years ago, you drafted him. You had him for a dollar. And Tyler Higby went bananas in the second half of 2019. And I think as a result of that, expectations had leapt up considerably for the player, and rightfully so. Um, and uh, Gerald Everett was on this roster last year. He's not here anymore. Uh, I don't see any threat to targets to Tyler Higby, but we know what Tyler Higby be did in this offense in 2019 yes there was a lot of disappointment in how the player performed last year because uh, we didn't see any any way shape or form of what we saw the previous season he did have five touchdowns last year I can see Higby being the case of, of of a guy who maybe burned some guys last year and some people will stay away from it and new quarterback and all this kind of stuff but I don't know. By the end of the season, I think Tyler Higby could actually, and certainly depending on what happens with the other receivers in this offense, but yeah, Higby's got an opportunity to maybe make some of that noise that we saw in 2019. He's a compelling guy for me at the tight end position, one that I think could enter tight end one uh, ranking as the season moves on. Okay, and uh, we know the Rams' defense uh, is a defense that should be drafted uh, not only as a top 10 to 12 defense, but probably closer to top five. Um, 
defense. Um, you know, they have terrific players. They did lose a few players in their secondary to the Browns, um, but their their defense is still elite. Uh, you know, defense should be drafted, like I said, you know, as a top 10, top 5 even in all formats. Matt Gay, uh, he was brought on to the Rams last year. He kicked well, um, and I think he's another one that, you know, could be considered a top 10, 12 kicker. Uh, the Rams rarely are blown out of games where the, the kicking uh, field goals aspect of it is, is, you know, is rarely not in play. So um, if you want to add anything to that, we know the Rams are an elite defense. How do you view Gay and the Rams defense? Yeah, so the Rams defense, kind of interesting, yeah, as you mentioned uh, in the Cleveland Brown podcast, because two of those secondary guys are going to be playing for the Browns this year. Uh, they also lost Brockers. They also lost their defensive coordinator, who is now the head coach for the Chargers. So so there are changes here. This was the number one score in terms of from t- uh, allowing points, the number one scoring defense last year in the NFL. It's funny, I, I was reading somewhere, uh, there was a stat on this, where the team that led the NFL in scoring defense the next year uh, on average gives up 60 more points a season. Um, Again, you could look over the course of 17 games, 60 points isn't a lot. It's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of three and a half points a game. Uh, But look, I do think I agree with you. I still think this is an elite defense despite those losses. We know what they did to get Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald is an probably the best defensive player in the entire NFL. Um, and look, it's going to be a good defense playing in a tough division, but I do think they're still going to be a top 10 defense, probably closer to top five. Matt Gay was unbelievably consistent when he came on here last year. So he was with Tampa Bay the previous season. They let him go, had some issues with his accuracy, but last year with the Rams, uh, I think he was perfect from extra points. I think he was 14 to 16 uh, in field goals and actually made a number of long field goals, 40 plus uh, field goals. I think he only missed one kick. So Matt Gay definitely has put himself on the radar. I think this will be a good offense. And I think Matt Gay can be a discussion point for a kicker one in fantasy this year. All right. I agree with all of that. Then uh, I think we're on to San Fran, right? Uh, we are on to San Francisco. That is correct. Wiz Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. Uh, we have two more to go. And like Wiz said, San Francisco 49ers are up next. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz, talk to you in a minute. You got it.